Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 206, and it's titled The Key to Her Pleasure. All right, this is this is going to be maybe a little different than what you think it might be. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking, we were saying that like, you can have all the money in the world, you can be the best looking, but unless you've got this one thing, she will never fully crave you with her heart, mind, and soul. This one thing, huh? It's the one thing that a woman needs to feel sexually invested in somebody. It's the one thing that she really wants. <laughs> she needs this thing, not only to have an emotional connection with you, but also to enjoy the full potential of a physical connection. But what is this thing? Drum roll. Well, I say, let's say, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors first. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, tease. What a tease. Absolutely. So, if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So, make sure that you go check it out. Okay. We were search tease, <laughs> but I thought it was going to be funny to do it this way. But what are we talking about here? What is this one thing really? Uh, old jokes set aside, this is a subject that continuously comes up over and over anytime I work with a woman. So we're going to give you the one word, the one concept, the one thing. Yes, you can relax. But we will also break it down and explain it because... The word in itself may not mean much to you. Well, it probably has meaning to you, but the meaning that you have for it may or may not be correct. In other words, you might hear it and go, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But trust us, hang in there and listen to this because we have a whole lot more on this than you realize, especially if you're a guy and you're listening to this because, you know... Guys will just glance over this and they'll just be like, well, yeah, of course, like no big deal, whatever, I got that, right? And they don't understand the many, many different levels that this shows up for as, you know, when you're a woman. When you're a woman, this can show up on many different levels, right? And they're not all conscious levels. So, you know, like I said, well, of course she said blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but yeah, but she may not even be conscious of some of this stuff. And if you're a woman listening, here's one of the biggest ahas women have when they work with Celine is... You know, Selena will be taking a woman through some practices, exercises, you know, stuff that gets her to understand this. And they suddenly have this huge aha. And then they go, I didn't even realize I was never feeling that. Like I never truly felt like that. And I didn't even know it. All right. So we are talking about safety. Safety is the key to her pleasure. Here's the thing. When a woman doesn't feel safe. She is in her fight, flight, freeze. And when you are in this survival mode, you can no longer be in 
enjoyment of yourself. There's no energy that can go to your genitals, to your heart, like because you're like, I have to keep myself safe. I have to run or I have to fight or I'm just frozen in place. And so it plays a huge part in a woman's ability to access deeper levels of pleasure. And we will come back to that. Interestingly enough, I have been working with a couple of women clients lately, and both of them brought up this subject. And this is why we're making today's show, because the first one was a very young woman, and she was 25, and in the dating world, and having a lot of just kind of stories or believe resentments around uh, the way men sometimes are, you know, and again, like a lot also had to do with her own ability to set her own boundaries, to be, to, to, and how she showed up in relationships. So I'm not putting the blame on men, but through working with me, what she realized was she realized that she thought she didn't like to be touched. But we did some practices where she received some touch. And she said, well, I felt so safe with you. I actually enjoyed it. And she had never really felt that with somebody else. And that just turned on the light bulb for her that she was like, wow, I guess that's what I need. Another, oh, yeah. another woman, just I'll tell you the second story, um, a little bit older, but she is in a relationship and her boyfriend is having some complaint about how she shows up in the bedroom or saying she's too impatient or this and that. And she has her own, <laughs> you know, complaints about him as well. This is really how things go, right? But what she keeps telling me is like, well, I can't get there because I don't feel safe with him. He broke my trust at some point, And obviously there's a thing about not letting go and we'll come back to that. But both of these women are struggling to feel pleasure in their body. One of them was really never really enjoying sex. The other one has never experienced a vaginal orgasm because they've never put together how to have safety. Okay, so when we say safety, what do we really mean? And I, it's so important to start by defining this because we talk to a lot of clients about this and in general, they almost always misunderstand in the beginning until we really get down into describing it. So Let's go way back to the beginning. <laughs> you know, in general, when it comes to sex, the masculine penetrates and the feminine receives. All right, don't go all crazy now. Ah, ah in today's modern society, this is terrible. How could you say that? Well, just because it's reality. <laughs> one's an eenie, one's an outie. Right? So th that's physically what happens, but it's also energetically what happens when a man, a physical man and woman get together. So the key to her truly opening up and fully receiving that penetration is she has to feel safe, right? So what's interesting is, is that women don't always realize this. So whether or not a woman realizes this, her ability to go deep and, and truly experience all that deeply connected, passionate sex can be depends on how much she can let go and receive, right? So think about that for a moment. How much pleasure she can feel depends on how wide she can open up and how she can just become this literally bottomless universe of 
openness in receiving. That's how she truly orgas- uh, truly accesses those deeper things like cervical orgasms and just like dissolving into the universe and like <laughs> all, all this stuff, right? So then the question becomes, what gets in the way of her truly opening up and receiving? And one of the biggest things is whether or not she feels safe. That's really the thing that gets in the way. And now, when guys listen to this, they go, well, of course she feels safe. I'm not going to hurt her. I've never done anything like that. Of course she's safe. But as mentioned more in the beginning of the show, just a few minutes ago, safety shows up in a lot of different ways. And so we've got a few ways here. So the the most obvious place to start is physical safety. Does she feel safe with you? Does she feel safe in the environment? So like safe with you. Okay. Uh, are you, have you ever physically abused her? I mean, okay. If you have, then she's probably not feeling safe. So you need to figure out a way to fix that. But in most cases, that's not true. You know, those are more outlier cases, but that doesn't mean that she still feels totally safe with you. Like another way that that shows up is, um, let's say you're experimenting with BDSM. Like, do you know where the limits are? Right. Or let's say she's not wanting really hard sex that day, but you just want to pound. And, but you're not, do you listen to her? Or do you just pound anyway and now she's uncomfortable, right? When it comes to safety also, I have a very interesting one. Let's say there's a weird noise in the house. Is she the one getting up to look at what's going on or are you the one? Because if she's the one who has to go do it, I've been in those relationships. I've worked with plenty of couples where it's like that. I can tell you that she cannot feel safe around you. That's the next thing on my list. So does she feel (laughs) safe in her environment? So that shows up a few ways, right? So um, that shows up like, uh, are you going to be, are you going to have privacy? She's not worried about the kids walking in or strangers walking in. That shows up in like, is she in a place where like it's comfortable and, and the, the tables, the bed's not going to collapse or she's not going to fall and hit her head on a sharp edge. I'm telling you, if you don't realize this, guys, if you're in a predicament where like you're, you're precariously balanced in a certain thing and she's like laying on her back with her legs spread in the air and she's worried that if she, if she rolls to one side, she's going to hit her head on the sharp corner of the nightstand or something. Trust me, she's thinking about that. Maybe not every second, but it's coming and going through her head the whole time. I better be careful. I better be careful. I better watch out. I shouldn't spread my legs that far. I shouldn't lean back that far, right? Like this is going on in her mind the entire time. And if that's happening, she is not fully present and fully opening and experiencing the pleasure that she could be. And then the next, of course, is I wrote down on here, can she depend on you if a saber-toothed tiger suddenly shows up, right? Obviously, a saber-toothed tiger is not going to show up in your bedroom, but it, it gets the point across. Like, you know, for somebody to completely let go and put themselves in a really vulnerable position, like totally vulnerable, can't act quickly in a moment if necessary, legs spread wide, eyes closed or rolled in the back of the head, completely letting go, that person has to know that if something happens... It, it's handled, it's taken care of, right? And so are you that guy? Can you do that? You know, do you go, oh, oh, shit, uh, honey, I heard a noise. You go, you go check it out. Like, <laughs> like, seriously, what guy does that? 
Some do. Yeah, I know because you've experienced it before. But I mean, this is this is ridiculous. This is your job as a man, and if you are like shriveling up in the corner and expecting your woman to throw a robe on and go downstairs and check it out, man, you have got some work to do. <laughs> so, so that's that's physical safety, right? So, right there. When you were like, well, of course she's safe with me. I'm not going to smack her around or anything. Now you see that there are many different nuances to that physical safety. It's not just are you going to physically, you know, beat her or anything like that. It's like all these other levels of physical environment safety. But then we get to emotional safety. And this is a biggie. And we'll spend a lot more time on breaking down emotional safety because ultimately, Emotional safety can get in the way of your ability to feel physically safe uh, because of how you are stuck in your head. But, you know, is she like, can she feel open to you? Can she bear her soul? Uh, Is there this relationship and connection where, again, there's that safety element, there's that trust and all of that. Um, Yeah, like, so... Here's an example of that. If you've ever really had really passionate, deeply connected sex where you've touched some deep inner portion of a woman, she might begin to cry. So does she feel safe enough in that moment to literally let that out and let go and just cry and know that you're not going to get knocked off your center. You're not going to go immediately into fix-it mode. Oh my God, what's wrong? Let me help you. Can you actually just hold space for her? Can you just be like, there physically present and just letting the emotions move through her or do you get all oh what did i do wrong blah blah you know right <laughs> oh that's that's a huge one but we'll we'll spend more time on emotional safety so i think we'll we'll move on to the next one um another part here is about that she feels safe to reveal herself fully naked and exposed without criticism and judgment we women are our worst critic uh, we will focus on all our flaws we'll know where we're not um, waxed where we've got extra cellulite, extra pounds, where this is not perfect and all of this. And we don't realize that you guys don't see it this way. And we show up, we're very hard on ourselves, but it does happen that in some relationships, um, the man could be pointing out her flaws, which is absolutely not helping. Yeah, I mean, obviously, don't do that, guys. Come on, don't be that stupid. But hey, you've, you've become a bit chubby here, <laughs> right? Like, obviously, not the right thing to do. Just but, kidding. <laughs> but the reality is, is what I hear most often when I coach men and they tell me about their sexual experiences with their partners, I've had them say all kinds of stuff like, "She will not have sex with the lights on." Mm-hmm. Well, why not? The only way that she doesn't want to have sex with the lights on is because she either doesn't want to look at you because you're a fat slob, or she doesn't (laughs) want you looking at her because she's got all these ideas in her head about where the cellulite is and where things are sagging and where the wrinkles are and this, that, and the other thing, right? Which might be true, but you might still love her totally. Of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But we are. You you should. If you're not, you're in trouble. But, But here's the thing. If she needs it to be under the sheets, or she needs it to be in a dark room, or, you know, any of these things, then she doesn't feel safe. Again, like, I don't know how to really express this any more clear, but the, the vision that I sort of see in my mind when I'm trying to explain or express to a man what a woman needs is like, think of her when she's, you know, completely laying back and her legs are spread as wide as they can possibly spread. 
and her labia are just wide open. And you can literally practically look right up into her. Like, just think of how exposed and how just totally open and vulnerable and bare that is. And realize that that's where she needs to be able to get to truly get into those deeper levels of ecstasy and pleasure in her sex. And if she doesn't feel comfortable doing that in front of you, she doesn't feel safe for some reason, and you need to figure out what that is. Okay, we've got one more on the list. Does she feel safe to express herself sexually, like scream, orgasm, ejaculate, make funny faces? We all do weird faces, you know. Uh, have some like, you know, farting out of her vagina, you know, whatever kinks she wants. I mean, you know, we have bodies, you know, they'll make noises, they'll make slurpy noises. We letting go means you, you're not controlling yourself all the time watching. Is my face perfect at this time? It's like, this is so good. I'm just going to let go and enjoy the ride. There have been many times where women have said to me, I, I really wanted to ejaculate, but I didn't feel like I could because I didn't want to, you know, make a mess or I wasn't, didn't trust the pad or I didn't know if you would be okay with it or, and that's just one example, right? If she's really going to access those deeper levels of pleasure, she has to be able to just let herself go there. And like you said, these are physical human bodies and stuff happens. And if you're, if you're having great sex for a certain period of time and there's a lot of in and out and you're changing positions and moving around, like air is going to move and juices are going to move. and Well, and especially as she's expanding and the process of tenting happens where there's an expansion inside of her vagina, you literally feel like you're ballooning and there is some air that happens as there's movements too. Yeah. And then, you know, how many women are self-conscious about screaming too loud mm -hmm. or about not screaming at all? That's like the reverse literally happens. <laughs> Some women feel self-conscious about the fact that they don't tend to make a lot of noise because they think the guy wants to hear the girl screaming just like in the porn movie, right? So there's, there's so many ways that she can not feel fully comfortable to express herself. And so, and we're going to talk about you know, later on what you can do to reverse these things, but just understand that these are all ways that safety, that one word shows up for women. Like all those things we just gave you, did you, honestly, audience, did you think of all those? Did you hear every one of those and go, oh yeah, that's to I totally would have wrote that same list. <laughs> if you did, great, because I'm sure there are some of you out there who did. And for the ones that didn't, understand that this is huge for women. Yeah. And much more nuanced than you realize. Yes. So now that you're understanding it more, let's look at some of the roadblocks when it comes to create safety, because you might have all the best intentions in the world. You might be like, I, I want to do everything I can, but there might be things and behaviors that one of you, both of you are doing. I also want to say that safety is also an inner job. So it has both components that the person you're with has to be a solid person where you can let go and relax with. But you also need to know how you can switch from your overdrive, overthinking, survival mode into like relaxation mode. And you can't just always depend on your partner to get there. So I don't want to just put the weight on the man and say, 
man, this is your job and that you have to do it all. She has to do her part as well. Yeah, well, and the reality is, is that men, you can do everything right and she's still not going to feel safe because she hasn't done her inner work, right? Exactly. But if she does her inner work, and you do all the work that you need to do, you are significantly increasing the chances of being able to get there. So number one roadblock to safety is criticism. There's no such thing as constructive criticism. When people, that was such an old way of thinking. People were like, yeah, it's a good thing. I'm just telling somebody what they could change or do better and stuff. There's, it just doesn't work. All you hear is you're not good enough or you're not worthy or is there something wrong with you? That does not make you feel safe. Yeah, so so out of our four different types of safety that we just talked about, uh, number one here, criticism violates both three and four, which is uh, does she feel safe to reveal herself fully naked without uh, criticism or judgment and does she feel safe to fully express herself sexually? So the criticism, you are violating safeties three and four. Number two, defensiveness. Ooh, you're violating uh, number two, emotional safety. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do that. But no, that's not how I did this. And like, like, mm, okay. Number three, settling. Settling. Uh, I would say that that probably violates number four, which is safe to fully express yourself. I would even put it in number one, because when you're settling, you're not putting in an effort. And you're kind of on cruise control, which means you're not paying attention to the environment anymore. Okay. And there's a bit of a, well, if you're not paying attention, you're not noticing if danger is happening. Yeah, that, that could be. And, you know, with settling, basically what we mean is just like settling for the same old, same old, not putting in a lot of effort, not trying real hard. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if, if that's the place that you're at, don't expect her to really open up very deeply. She'll open up about as deep as, as you try hard. <laughs> you know, the worst part is, well, it worked with all my other girlfriends. They all did it and you're not. So there must be something wrong with you. <laughs> Ouch. Women are like grains of sand. <laughs> there are no two that are exactly alike. Or snowflakes. That's a better analogy. <laughs> Women are like snowflakes. <laughs> there are no two that are exactly alike. Right? So whatever worked for your previous partner doesn't mean it's going to work now. This frustrates men too, because especially when they finally get to a level where they feel like they've got it, like they finally cracked the woman code, you know, they're like, I got it. Like, I know how to make her happy. I know how to make her feel safe. I know how to make her come. Like, I got it, right? And then they transition to a new relationship and suddenly it doesn't work anymore. And they're like, what the, ah, right? Every woman is different. (laughs) Number four roadblocks to safety, the silent treatment. Oh, yeah, nobody feels safe when they're getting the silent treatment. <laughs> Men don't feel safe when they're getting the silent treatment either. They're like, oh, shit, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Number five, passive aggressiveness. And by the way, this is a really tricky one because a lot of people are not aware that they're being passive aggressive. <sighs> this is one of my, like, one of the things I hate the most. I, d- I, have, I have some people in my life, I will call them acquaintances, <laughs> that are unbelievably passive aggressive, and they have no idea that they are doing it. And the passive aggressiveness always starts off with some sort of sugar-coated something or other about how great life is, how great I am, how great whatever is, right? And then it's usually followed up by how great he or she is. 
and then launch into the criticisms and the defensiveness and the name calling and everything else. Oh, man, that is the worst. <laughs> Number six, lying. I don't even know. I don't think we need to explain lying. I think everybody has been lied to. Have you ever felt safe? Yeah, but I do want to make a, a distinction here okay. in the lying, uh, which I feel is really, really important. I almost put it on the list as a separate thing, and then I thought, eh, it'll just go under lying, which is this. Okay, obviously, if you lie to your woman and she knows about it, you have just compromised your trust, right? If she doesn't trust you, she doesn't feel safe. Trust equals safety, right? Easy enough. Like, everybody gets that. Here's the nuance keeping your word, right? Because it's one thing to lie. Lie is intentional, right? You, you say something that you know isn't true just because you want to make something easy, smooth it over, don't want somebody to know something, manipulate them, whatever it is. But what about all the times when you weren't lying? When you said, I'll be home by because it's date night, and then you weren't home by that time. Right, And you might have all the best excuses in the world, my friend this and that and the other thing, and this happened and it really wasn't my fault and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter because you didn't keep your word. And if you're a man that doesn't keep your word, your woman is never going to trust you. And remember, trust equals safety. If she doesn't trust you, she doesn't feel safe around you. It's literally that simple. You have to keep your word. I was literally out on a mountain bike ride with a friend of mine recently, and it was our date night. And I asked Celine, I said, you know, do you think we're going to have a date night? Because she wasn't feeling that good. And she's like, yeah, I think we'll stu- still do a date night. But as long as you're home by, I forget, what, 7 like o'clock, seven, yeah. um, then, you know, all is good. So I was like, okay. I decided I was going to take off work a little early and get out on my bike because I just needed to get out and move. So my friend, of course, uh, it shows up as like 30 minutes late and then it becomes 45 minutes late. And then by the time he's got all this stuff together, we're an hour late, right? <laughs> well, that's kind of a big deal when you're trying to squeeze in a ride at the end of the day. And so we're out there riding. And at some point, you know, he's like, oh, we could go this way or this way. And I looked at the time because I had my watch on and I said, honestly, we literally need to turn around and start heading back now. And he's like, what? Oh, you got plenty of time. And I said, the reality is, is by the time we get back, we pack up all our stuff, I drop you off, and then I drive home, I will just about make it home on time. And he was just kind of looking at me like, ah, you know, you got a few minutes here and there. And I had to say to him, I go, look, you absolutely have to keep your word. If I tell her I will be home by 7, I need to be home by 7. Right, if it's 7.05, no big deal. <laughs> but, but the point is, you, this is, this is a way that this sort of lying creeps in when you're like, I don't lie. I never lie. Okay, not intentionally. But what about all the unintentional ones? Oh, yeah, I will do that, honey. I'll take care of it. And then you don't do it. Well, and, and you've kind of explained, because we are going to give you some uh, how-tos, and that's definitely one of them. So we, we went in good details in there, but it's, it, it's a good one that you brought up, because I think a lot of people don't really understand it. So then, uh, last but not least on your roadblocks, is to constantly bring back the past. Oh, and this is such a bad behavior, you know, at some point, you know, number one, we're all humans, we all make mistakes, we, uh, we do our best, sometimes we fail miserably. And if you decide to stay together to move forward, you have to let it go. 
You have to move forward. You can't constantly bring up the fact that 10 years ago you did this or you did that, or you did this five years ago, or you never do, or you always that, and no. You know, if we're being honest, I think women tend to do this to men far more than men do it to women, but it does happen both ways for sure. And uh, yeah, ladies, if you're listening, just know that if you are doing that and constantly bringing back the past and throwing all the things that we've screwed up in the past in our face over and over again, year after year, we're not going to feel safe in the relationship either. And if we don't feel safe and we're walking on eggshells, we're really not going to step up and do for you the things that we need to do because we're probably going to be too afraid. Not every man, some men are going to be like, yeah, whatever. But a lot of men, especially these days, the types of men that exist, which are not all that strong to begin with. Sorry, guys, it's true. Um, Yeah, they're not going to step up if you're doing that. All right, let's talk about, I mean, how to create physical safety. I feel like it's a pretty simple one. Um, So maybe we'll go somewhat quickly through that and then we'll spend more time on the emotional part because I think that's the part that puzzles most men. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and some of this we sort of already covered when we talked about, you know, the, the all the stuff before, but, you know, make sure you are in a safe environment. And then I put in quotes, unless specifically seeking the thrill of potentially being caught in the act, which, you know, sometimes that's kind of fun too. But, but in general, if she really is going to like go into the nether worlds in her, in her lovemaking, she needs to know that she is 100% safe. Uh, so you want to make sure you have privacy. You want to make sure that, you know, the environment is physically safe. The bed's not going to collapse. There are no sharp edges to hit her head on. It's not too cold. Uh, think of all the different physical things that could possibly, you know, go wrong in a moment and try to make sure none of those happen. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, make sure she can trust that you would never physically abuse her in any way, no matter how intense the play gets. And so I, I wrote it that way very specifically because Almost every guy listening is going, well, of course she knows I'm not going to physically abuse her. But then how often do you think about like, oh, honey, that's a little, a little too hard. Could you slow down? Could you stop? And you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm so close. And I'm just, I just a little bit more. Come on. You know, like she's going to shut down. She's going to tighten up. She's going to tense up. Right. And she's not going to be able to open and let go. So you really have to think about that, especially If you're into stuff like BDSM or any sort of kink kind of play, like you really need to know where the boundaries are and she needs to feel 100% confident that whatever those boundaries are that you set, you're not going to go over them. All right, and the last one, make sure that if something were to happen in the middle, intruder, earthquake, power outage, (laughs) you know... Whatever it is, you know, saber-toothed tiger, that you have got it covered, right? Like, you've got it covered. It doesn't matter what happens. If, like, crazy guy suddenly jumps, like, comes up the balcony and jumps through the window, right? Literally, I know people this has happened to. Like, what do you do? Do you freeze and put your hands up and go, don't hurt us? Or do you jump up and punch that fucker in the face as hard as you possibly can just to give you enough time to grab your gun and stick it in his face? That's what Don't I would worry, do. Don't worry, honey. I'm loaded. 
<laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> so we're going to cover how to create emotional safety next. And then uh, just kind of like the wrapping up around that sur- surrendering and really what it means for for her when you show up like this. Uh, before we do that, we have a special invitation for you if you are in a relationship and you feel like you're a bit stuck, you're going through the daily motions, you don't know how to create safety. You don't know how to connect, you know, in a, in a sense that really can create deep passion. And you don't want to have this stale or routine sex for the rest of your life. You want to really, you know, like, amp it up a bit, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join us, our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. So if you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion to learn all about this program and submit your application to work with us. We'd love that. So let's talk about emotional safety. How do you create emotional safety? Number one, respect boundaries and consent. Kevin has already mentioned it multiple times, but this is an essential one. If she says, I'm not in the mood for this or that tonight, unless she says, I've changed my mind, let's do this. Don't try to push her respect the boundary. If you both have agreed to diet or today, we just playing, fooling around and making out, we're not going to have penetration. And then you're having this massive boner. Don't try to just shove it in because you're like, well, honey, it's up for, let's do it anyway. If you've agreed to something, let her lead. If it's something different, don't try to make your way in. Yeah, she may change her mind, yes. but she has to be the one to do that. Yes. And so if she knows that you can respect those boundaries and consent, this is going to go a long way for her to really relax. And she's going to agree to more things because she knows that if you say, yes, we're going to do it this way, that's what you'll do. Number two, pay attention to your nonverbal communication. And this is huge. I think they say, what, 70% of our communication is nonverbal? So you might be saying, yes, honey, I'm really happy. But really, you're like slumping and like, and she's like feeling something's off, something's wrong. You know, like, are you in alignment? <laughs> are you like, you know, and it's okay to tell her this I'm not sure I'm liking this idea or this doesn't resonate with me or I was really horny and I want something. I was hoping for more, like whatever that is. You don't have to be like, I should be this more mature, spiritual, advanced, compassionate person. Just be who you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm on a tangent here. (laughs) And I'm letting you go. I'm giving you the space. (laughs) Number three of our emotional safety, uh, be an active listener. This is an essential one, and this is one we teach a lot of the men that we work with, because as a man, you have a tendency to want to fix things, to solve problems. And we women just want to be heard. We don't always want to be fixed unless we come to you and say, can you help me figure this out? If we just come to you and say, I had the shittiest day and this and that, we just want you to be there for the five, 10 minutes of our venting and be like, thank you. Now I feel better. You're like, thanks for having dumped your shit on me. Now I'm like, I'm going to have to go do something else. But hopefully you're not as affected. But being an active listener means you're not listening to respond. 
you're listening to understand and you're also just simply listening and and you can you can reflect it back and when she feels heard feeling heard and seen is like essential for us women then she feels safe that is that simple <laughs> keep going <laughs> number four practice transparency Ooh, transparency is what we were talking earlier when we said hey it's okay to say i'm having a tough day or i'm not happy with this or i'm happy with that this resonates this is not you just need to be honest transparency is simply like intimacy and honesty basically kind of combined together and you should have that foundation in your relationship anyway number five this is the one kevin talked about earlier keep your words and i will say it from my perspective as a woman if my man does not keep his words he loses my trust and respect like this it's instant and it doesn't need to be for something big. If you tell me you're going to take the trash out and you don't, you're losing points. And it starts to accumulate really quickly. I would you much rather you not say anything than you try, you try to say the things and not do them. Yeah, that's the mistake that a lot of men make is they feel like if they just say it, that'll like kind of buy them some time and like smooth things over for a bit. But the problem is it actually creates more problems than had you just say, like, you could simply say, you know, she says, honey, I, I want you to do such and such a thing. And you're like, uh, you're like, you know what, it'd be better off for you to say, you know what, I don't have the bandwidth for that. I'll do it this weekend yes. rather than saying, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. In your mind, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's Tuesday. And then Wednesday goes by and it's not done. And Thursday goes by and it's not and done. And in her and mind, Friday she's like, he by. said he was going to take care of it. And it's Thursday. And she's like boiling. And yeah, you see how yeah. it goes. Not good. Not good. Number six, demonstrate your care for your actions. And, you know, keeping your word is essential, but your actions matter maybe even more. Like it's one thing, you know, just look at our politicians. They say a lot of things, but do they follow through? <laughs> Nope. nope. And when that happens, can you can you trust them? Can you feel safe? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> it is the same in your relationship. If you basically your actions speak louder than your words, oftentimes, but your words are still important and you need to keep them. Um, but also, it's you know you could be like, I love you, I love you, I love you, but you never spend time with her, or you never touch her, or you never give her little gifts, or do any of the five love languages. Then you're not demonstrating what you're saying. So don't be a politician in your relationship. <laughs> that that's the bottom line. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Number seven. How to create emotional safety, develop emotional intelligence. You know, unfortunately, EQ. EQ, unfortunately, we are not born with the innate skills to be emotionally intelligent. And it's a skill we have to learn. We all have learned bad behaviors. Yeah, we're born with the ability to be emotionally intelligent, just not the skills. Correct. And we've all had terrible role models. I don't know anyone who's had perfect role models and we've all had to unlearn a lot of stuff, relearn and teach ourselves new ways of being and behaving. You know, both you and I are fortunate enough that we grew up with pretty normal parents. 
you know, like pretty normal, nothing crazy, certainly nothing anywhere near the abuse level or anything like that. And yet even at, at their age now, sometimes we, we look at some of the things they say and do and we just shake our heads and go, see, see, this is the example that we were given our whole lives when we were forming how we were going to show up in relationships, you know? And it's like, everybody's got their shit. doesn't matter who they are. Nobody's perfect. And we've all been exposed to role models that were less than adequate. So just do the work and learn, whether it's nonviolent communication, compassionate communications, new ways of communicating, like there are multiple ways to get there. Just find the one that works for you. (laughs) Number eight, develop presence. Presence. We've talked about presence a lot in our shows and presence is the number one thing that um, when we do workshop, women say they want from a man. Why do they want that? Because they get, they feel safe when you're there with their, with with them. So being present means you are 100% with her. You are again paying attention. You are seeing her. You are just giving her all of you. You are all in. You know why we talk so much about presence uh, in the work that we do? Because it's just not happening. Because it is so severely lacking in today's society. Because our entire society is built around basically making you ADD. You can't fucking concentrate on anything. (laughs) You can't hold a thought or train of thought for more than 30 seconds. Like, (laughs) seriously. And that, that shows up throughout your entire life, right? So... If that's showing up in your work, it's also showing up in the bedroom. It's showing up in how you communicate in the relationship. I mean, I know it because I observe this all the time. Like we have some friends even who, if you watch them interact, neither of them ever actually finishes a complete thought or sentence because then they either they move on to something else because there's too many things going on or their partner interrupts them and they move on somewhere else, right? Like there's just almost zero focus there, right? It is an epidemic in society right now. And that's why we talk about it so much because we're doing everything we can to try to bring it back into not just relationships, but life in general. You need to have presence and focus if you are going to be successful at anything. So true. Last but not least is to bring warmth. And you know, I wanted to say warmth and humor. It kind of goes to with the caring, but the warmth, I feel of it is like empathy also about that caring, being able to laugh at yourself, at the funny of situation, not taking so many things so seriously all the time. That creates emotional safety. Yeah, <laughs> we could use a lot more of that too. We really could, you know, because we always... Warmth, lightness is another yes. way to say it. Yes. Like... So if you do if you do these things, these nine <laughs> uh, traits or focus on that, it will help to create emotional safety. I would recommend that that is a discussion you have with your partner. What do you need? Do we know? Because some women will say that that doesn't resonate for me. Or you do this really well. Or ah, I don't know, maybe we could try that. You know, everybody is a little bit different. This is a starting point. You will hit home with many of these. Yeah. And keep in mind that she may not be aware that she needs some of these. Yes. So if you ask her, she's going to say, oh, no, I don't need that. Or no, I have that. Oh, no, I, I don't. I feel fine there. But if you just do it anyway, you'll probably notice a shift. 
You don't have to even tell her. I know you're going to want to be like, I was hey, right. honey, I tried this for the last month and look what happened. Told you I was right. Like you want, you're going to want to do that. Just don't do that. Just do it anyway and enjoy the change. Yes. Pat yourself on the back. Yep. Call a guy friend. Just don't put it in her, rub it in her face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only thing you can rub in her face is your dick. <laughs> <laughs> if she asks for it. And there's nothing better than when a woman's like, just take your dick and just rub it all over me. <laughs> We're digressing here. We're digressing here. <laughs> digressing. <laughs> digressing. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Can we just... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kind of tie it all together. Remember at the beginning of the show, I was also talking about how it is an internal work also. You have to do the inner work. When you are constantly experiencing emotions of anger, resentment, worry, frustration, impatience, jealousy, all of these things, they keep you in a state of survival. They keep you in your fight, flight, freeze. Those, when you're in that state, and, and by the way, I am guilty of that. I have to unlearn this. I think in our society, like Kevin was saying, we all ADHD, we all have to, to relearn, to slow down, to pay attention. And one of the way that we try to um, make this go smoother, we try to control things. So if we control things, if we try to plan everything, and if we're like, and especially when it comes to the bedroom, sex has to happen with the lights off at this time of the day, with these particular circumstances, then I can be okay. It's because we don't feel safe. It's because we control because we are in fear. If we're in fear, we're in survival. If we're in survival, we're not feeling safe. That's the bottom line. Now, there might be other deeper things going on, but that's still that. Control is a result of being attached to a specific outcome, an outcome where we're sure this is the best for us because we always know what's best. (laughs) (laughs) At least we think we do. But we often don't. Like how many times in our relationship I thought I knew best and then you brought up an idea or something and then I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I was like, what a great idea. I would never have thought of that. Or this was a great new perspective. Pretty much every day. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, you're right. I mean, that does happen. And it goes both ways. Yes. Yes. But this is this is an essential step to realize, are you constantly um, running those emotions? If you are, you need to learn to uh, stop that. And one of the practice is to come back in touch with your heart to be in your heart, which again creates that intimacy and that connection. And then once you are in your heart, this is when you can surrender. I was reading an article uh, from a man, I forgot his name, but he wrote a book on the arc of love and something like this. And he was saying that surrendering is from the heart, submission and submissing is from the mind. And so they're very different places because when you're in the control, you're in your head. When you're in the surrender, you're in your heart. And the key to your pleasure, trust me, and to her pleasure is in the surrender and in her heart, not in her head. You Mm. might think the fantasy is hot, but where you go when you are in your heart is way different. And the way to her pussy is through her heart. And I wanted to talk a little bit about surrender. Um, and I don't know, Kevin, if there was anything else you wanted to add, but let me do no, this no. piece. Finish it off with that. Take it home. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, first, I was going to read a, a quote from Danielle Laporte. Uh, surrender isn't about being passive. 
It's about being open. And this is a huge, huge, huge reframe because so many women are afraid to get to that place of surrendering because they see it as being passive and as being weak. And it's not about weakness. It's not about passiveness. It's about openness. Okay. And there's something that happens when there's that moment of surrender. Surrender and getting to those deeper places of pleasure is not somewhere you can get every single time you make love. Okay. It happens sometimes, sometimes not, and that's okay. But it's best if you can get there regularly, right? If you can make it a practice to get there. And the way that it looks like for women is that she can trust and let go in her partner's leadership. It means that she knows that whatever he's doing is, he's doing is for her, that he acts with her best interests in mind. And when she surrenders, she can delight in what he's providing for her. And it's a gift that she can to enjoy every second. It's a vacation for her mind and she can let go of having to plan everything, control everything. And there's nothing more hot than being led by your man in this way. It's absolutely, utterly delicious. And you want to get there as a woman. You've just triggered half of the audience. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but, but everything that you said is true. And, you know, if you are triggered by it, really take a step back and think about it and really feel into what she just shared. Because if you're really honest with yourself, you'll know that that's the truth. And you'll know that, as we have stated multiple times throughout this show, that surrendering is not weak. And it reminds me of that old Betty White quote. I don't remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, you know, why do we use the word pussy to describe somebody when they're weak? They're like, those things can take a pounding, right? You know, the late, great Betty White. It's a great quote. Go look it up if you've never heard it. But, but the point is, is that surrender is not weak. This idea that because she's surrendering to a man is not in any way, shape, or form weakness. It actually takes an incredibly powerful person to be able to let go of that control. And in that dynamic that we just described, she is in, she's totally empowered and he is totally empowered. So both partners are basically at their best. I mean, this is how it should be. I'm just like in awe of this. I'm like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> Indeed it is. If you've ever experienced it, you really know how beautiful it is and how just well it works. I mean, it's the way it's designed. Yeah. So the key to our pleasure is safety. Mm-hmm. So it took us 50 minutes to explain that one word. <laughs> we hope that you got some good insights, though, that you were able to drive the words home deeper, but, but see the nuances, really. Because, again, if you think that you are safe but yet there are things in your life or in your relationship where she's not totally surrendering, opening up, or experiencing the pleasure that she can and wants to, that is because she is on some level not feeling that safety. So hopefully you can start to look at the different facets of it and start to see where you could adjust. That's right. And practice, 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 as always. 
All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>